Jesus and hallelujah 
NPTL. Mm -hmm. Real fancy. You got abbreviations for all this stuff like mm -hmm. YHVH, whatever that means. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Torah or some kind of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, some kind of Torah. What's the Archangel of Nibiru? Oh, the one that you don't <laughs> want to meet. <laughs> and if you do happen to meet that angel, What's I the... hope that you are walking in the holiness and the undefiled. <laughs> If not, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get sealed in the Holy Ghost with fresh fire. And you just come as you are. God is going to refine you as you boldly approach His throne of grace. You can't clean up yourself, but you can cooperate and yield to Heaven's mop. And Heaven's going to bleach you, as it is written. When He ascended on the mountain, His clothes became brighter than bleach. And he's going to bleach your brain cells so that your memories and your mindsets are healed and in union with the mind of Christ. Now, to have peace with God, it is a requirement that your whole brain be controlled by the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, 6. Those whose brains are controlled by the Spirit of God are at peace with God. Those whose brains are not controlled by the Spirit of Christ are at war against Jesus Christ, usually in false Christianity. What's the difference between real Christianity and false Christianity? One's the Holy Ghost, and one's a pretender. Jesus Christ said, many imposters will come in my name. They usually come as Holy Spirit. You got about 100,000 different Holy Spirits down here and 100,000 different Christian denominations all claiming to be right, but there's only one spirit of righteousness. And he's the one that we asked into our heart when we first believed. He's trying to get out of your heart like a river of fire. We're trying to fix it in our brain, figure it all out. Tell me, tell me, I need knowledge. knowledge individual knowledge. ministry. You don't need individual ministry. Oh, yeah, you don't good. need the ministry you think you need. What you need is the food of the feast mm -hmm. of God. You could get all the personal ministry in the world and every anointed minister to lay hands on you and hot hands and get slain in the spirit and go around the mountain another 40 years and not get anything done towards your destiny, towards your calling, or rising on sapphire stones, which takes care of all those things that you're chasing after. Why do you even think that you want that personal ministry? Because you've been raised on a diet of Christian witchcraft your entire Christian life. And so that's what you think you want, that's what you think you need, but it's, ne it's never going to give you what you truly desire. So Psalms 23 is the restoration of your soul. And how is it done, Psalms 23? By preparing a feast for you, and you're gonna have some friends and family members, Jesus Christ, red letters in the scripture, It'll be the enemies, the members of your own household, telling you don't eat that stuff. Don't get involved with that crazy ministry. Don't jump into that water. And all kinds of bad advice like people in Job. Don't sapphire stones like Moses and sapphire Jesus and stones Enoch is and Kabbalah and Jesus. Not the demon tree. Not the demon tree. I tell you what, you the truth is, like King David said, every human being is a liar. That's what the Bible says. Every human being 
and all human beings' righteousness is filthy rags. So why are you listening to filthy rags and right. liars when the spirit of wisdom and revelation has tried to resurrect you through teaching and mysteries of the gospel that have been hidden from you now revealed? What is a revelation? Something hidden that is revealed, which means you cannot know these things in the human nature. That's why the human nature fights them, because they cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Carnal people cannot receive spiritual ministry. It is written. They reject it. They attack it. They fight it. They call it the devil. They call it Satan. They call it every name in the book. They've been violently attacking it since Cain. Because they are the members of Cain's family, and you are to not please Cain's family. You gotta please the Holy Ghost who's trying to raise you up as his own child. Holy Ghost likes you, that's why he tells you the truth, and it's usually shocking. Job 11:7. Do you think you can explain the mystery of God? Okay, that's what it says. Do you think you can diagram God Almighty? God is far higher than you can imagine, far deeper than you can comprehend, stretching farther than Earth's horizon, far wider than the endless ocean. If he happens along, throws you in jail, then hauls you into court, can you do anything about it? He sees through vain pretensions, spots evil a long way off. No one pulls the wool over his eyes. Hollow men, shallow men, hollow women, shallow women will wise up about the same time mules learn to talk. That's the message translation. <laughs> Shallow, hollow people will wisen up about the same time that koalas speak English. Maybe five, six hundred years. Anyhow, Job 11.7 says, Can you explain the mysteries of God? You know what that is? You know, God's asking Job, Can you explain mysteries? Can you diagram the heavens? The answer is yes. That's what revelation is. Revelation is the explanation of all celestial and terrestrial mysteries and the diagramming of all the celestial and terrestrial dimensions and realms. So that none of this is blind anymore. Jesus Christ said, if you are a part of a bad ministry, you stay blind your whole life. The point is, buy an ISAB so you can see into every realm. So you can see every spirit. You can see all sin. You can see dead ends and deceptions. You can see the way, the truth, and the life. And you can see all the fake, false wannabes trying to lead you astray your whole life. Because you have both every day. Until you learn the narrow way and don't go astray. God will lead you up to himself. I will send the paraclete. Paraclete, think about that as something that clings on to you. You have someone, what is it? Like a leech? A parasite. Yeah, a parasite. A parasite. A paraclete. Yeah, the Holy Ghost is like a parasite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a wood tick. Except he gives you nutrition instead of leeching it from you. Yeah. And he's got, he's got the best personality of anyone on earth, and so he's not offended by anything. Especially if you, you're walking with him and become his son and daughter. Because now you're friends with the Holy Ghost. Truly the highest level of Christianity is becoming friends with the great Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Have you become friends with the Holy Spirit? Walking in him, through him, and around him, 
as he teaches you the word of God, for that is the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit is the inner substance of Jesus Christ. When Jesus ascended, he sent the Spirit at Pentecost. What did he send? All that was inside his temple. Jesus loaded you up with what he was loaded up with when he ascended to his Father. That's what the blood purchased for you, the Spirit of glory. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to receive it? What does the Bible say? They became the enemies of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8. They became the enemies of the Holy Spirit. Who? Religious-minded people. People stuck in their brain became the enemies of the Spirit they claimed to serve. Just because you serve the invisible don't mean it's God. Brethren, test every invisible spirit, for not every invisible spirit has come from God, especially in this climax of the ages. Because mm-hmm. you are battling and wrestling the false prophet every single day. This Jezebel stuff, the Tower of Jezebel, always pretends to be the Tower of David. They got all the hoopla. They got all the prophetic. They got all even signs and wonders. They got a circus show. Remember that circus show in Heaven Awaits the Bride? That's Jezebel. That's the false bride of Christ. That's the false charismatic church. There's nothing charismatic about it because it's not the charisma of God. It's the charisma of the fallen angels pretending to be God, which is about the main thing served in Babylon the Great. And that's the truth anyhow, why so many people are confused and lost, fearful, and trusting in politics instead of Christ's rivers of glory. Your submission to the religious spirit and the demonic tower of Jezebel in religion, poverty, and people-pleasing is what empowers the wicked ruling elite, Freemasons, Shiners, all the wicked elite even of the highest levels of red magic and sorcery, red, white, and black magic, wicked people in the high places who serve demons, who serve Satan, many of whom serve him him knowingly, but it's your submission to the religious devil, to the tower of Jezebel, and religion and immorality that empowers them to rule in the earth. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that demons come with light. We got this idea they're going to be like rats dripping with sewage or something. Mm-hmm. That's not biblical. Or the like Bible, a horned devil with a pitchfork. They would never tempt you. You'd never sin because they'd come smelling like open sewage and they'll look like a rat spirit. That's not how evil spirits present themselves to you or their temptations or their ways or their deceptions ever. They come looking like a perfect way, truth, and life, Mm -hmm. a perfect Holy Spirit, a perfect Jesus. They come dripping with light. Mm -hmm. They come as dazzling demons. I I met Satan a few times. He does not come off as repulsive. He really does not. Uh... Most of you would probably love him. I know it's really offensive, but most of you, if you met him, if he walked in and and, you're, and God didn't allow you to see who it was, you'd probably love Satan. Like, literally, I actually can't think of almost anyone that I even know off the top of my head who wouldn't love him if he just walked in the door, so charismatic, just oozing with that false love that everybody loves. How like, do I know? Like a Taylor Swift concert. I- yeah, exactly. People will just fawn over him. Look at all that light and glitter. Yeah. <laughs> light and glitter. <laughs> Look at Taylor. And that's what magic is. You see, outside the city gates are magic arts. Mm-hmm. Apostle John, Book of Revelation, it is written. Christians are completely ignorant of magic arts. Magic arts are all external lights. 
If you can be led by external lights, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, any low-ranking demon can deceive you and destroy your life. All demons come as dazzling demons. Oh yeah, and the lowest-ranking demons are the ones that torment believers at night. I found that in my Jewish studies too. So you're like, oh, I'm being tormented at light at night by light. Those ones that just torment believers in their sleep, or like, you know, just unsaved people and saved people, those are actually, you're dealing with literally the lowest level ranking demons. So it's like, I'm under so much attack, it's literally the weakest that the enemy army has to offer. That's actually what you're actually dealing with. And that's like, oh man, oh no, that's me. You'll be fine. It just means it's not going to be that hard to overcome it. You just have to start learning the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. Let it be inscribed within you. And go up sapphire stones and you won't deal with that stuff anymore. And on the note of, how do I know, how am I so confident that most of you at the sound of my voice would love Satan if you met him and God didn't allow you to know who it was? Because you haven't overcome that, that black sapphire stone of Venus or of Netza. Unless you've actually overcome that within you, there's nothing good in you about you in that whole realm. Mm -hmm. So that's the overcoming of that false love, that charismatic, it, it's stolen, it's anointing. It, literally it feels like honey dripping down, it's like stolen oil, stolen bread, which is stolen revel revelation, used for the selfish nature, used for the satanic nature. Your nature right now is the satanic nature. No, I have God's nature. No, you don't, not until that sapphire stone, or not no, until those are totally burned up in fire. Yeah, it has to be offered in fire. And how do you know if it's actually, if the what, if it's actually circumcised, means you're standing on that sapphire stone. That stone has been circumcised, of that shell, of the enemy side, out from within you. And you've had, out completely sovereign outside of yourself. Signs and wonders confirming that you've reached that sapphire stone. It's been circumcised. God confirmed it to you with two or three confirming witnesses and you're established there and it, and those confirming witnesses are not your dreams not your visions and not what you think you've been hearing it's completely outside of that so that's how you accurately go up now you can desire and you're like you want to please God you want to be holy you want to hate evil that's where you start that's good but you want to be really accurate with these things because that's what's going to keep you from dying off with the generation who dies in the wilderness. So the, mind sh the mindset shifts from offense and, oh, that's not me, to, okay, well, let's just deal. Everyone has to go through this. Let's just deal with the reality of the situation by dealing with the actual reality of the situation and receiving the truth that I'm telling you right now. That's you deciding to not call God a liar. When you don't believe what God says, you're calling him a liar, and then you wonder why you're open for so many attacks. Not even front lines, or why are you getting pummeled? You'll you be might. filled with something, might as well be God, but right. that's the hardest thing to get filled with, because the human nature is completely opposed to the yeah. divine nature, it's the complete opposite. And you don't have all of it, you have a down payment when you're right. born again. You have a very tiny mustard seed of it, according to mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Christians are so deceived, they think they have the divine nature after they're born again, but they're more like wild animals. Mm -hmm. Now, the evidence of that is the book of Revelation says that I stand at the door and knock because you haven't even let me in yet. Mm -hmm. Now, this is 50 years after the Apostle Paul's epistles have gone out into all the church, 
This was written in the very last decade of the first century. This is Apostle John. Paul's already dead for 20 years, okay? And he says that I'm still not allowed into your heart. But this is the apostolic church planted by all the apostles of the Lamb. They had an itinerant ministry through all their churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor. They had consistent signs, miracles, and wonders, and the glory of God. And Jesus Christ said in Revelation 2 and 3, You still haven't even let me into your heart. Mm. It goes to show that you can have all of that church junk looking successful, looking like revival, and still not know him. So the issue is knowing him through fire. This is what pleases him. A person who knows how to be a priest and offer the part of them that scripture prescribes as the animal sacrifice. So now you're a royal nation of holy priests. It is written in Peter. If you have not learned to offer your whole spirit, your soul, your mind, and your body, you will resist the fire of God, which means you become resistors of the Holy Spirit and acceptors of the evil spirit. Unless you resist the evil spirit, and then he flees from you, as it is written, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Well, how do you resist the devil? By burning your souls as living sacrifices, the Bible says, which is the only way you become holy and acceptable to God. God will not receive any part of you into heaven except through the refiner's fire. So every part of your soul that says no to him on earth does not make it into heaven. Do you understand that? That's why you, you're far from God when you go into heaven, when you die, unless you get burnt up on earth. Don't think you're going to have no regrets in heaven. Almost every single account of any Christian that we've ever known or heard from that has been into heaven and come back has experienced people in the cloud of witnesses Huge who regrets. have eternal regret. Now, God's love covers that so they're not in sorrow, they're not in mourning. But They, they do have one, to taste that as they go into heaven. You will have to go through your life yeah. with God about how you've denied him and why right. you're put in this area of heaven far from mm -hmm. his throne when you die. So dealing with that now is the royal priesthood. The royal mm -hmm. priesthood is sent from God, from his presence, to help you deal with your junk in the mm -hmm. areas you hide where you're rebellious mm -hmm. and you're fake and you have no revelation where you have strongholds and lies and demon spirits working in your flesh and to burn it all up. You'll be so glad you did the work now. Amen. Instead of just learning you can have it heaven in hindsight, on earth now. you know, in See, after the fact. You can have heaven on earth now in fullness if you accept the fire. Those that resist the fire, if you look around, about 99% of born-again believers hate the fire. I mean, they can say, oh, the fire is nice when I'm in the sanctuary of church. We need to live in the fire. I make my ministers or my new covenant Christians flames of fire. The fire of God is fresh every day because it's an altar burning before his throne. That's the altar that burns your spirit. So your spirit isn't just influenced by the world into your mind. To be spiritual apart from the Holy Spirit is sorcery. That's why a lot of the Southern Baptists don't even get into the spiritual stuff. And they just say in the safety of the Bible. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible with no Holy Spirit. For a lot of Christians. That's 75 million evangelicals in America that are like that. It's a huge amount of people. Now, you're a bunch of Pentecostal freaks. So you got into the spiritual stuff. And it is the danger zone. 
but yeah. it's worth it. But you need the most refinement when yeah. you get into the spiritual stuff because now you're in the spirit world where all the demons are. Uh huh. You're gonna you you are going to need so much refinement, like he said, being in the spiritual realm. It's good to be a Pentecostal filled, freak. It's good to be a Pentecostal freak. But here's the thing: is a lot of people I've seen so many people go off into this kind of idea of false freedom, and they just get all run astray by demons, totally demon possessed, still praying in tongues, but now they're praying in demonic tongues and they don't know the difference. Now they're in stolen oil, and the demons are pissing on them. And they think it's the anointing, and they don't know the difference. When the glory <laughs> departed, every time in the scriptures, they didn't notice. Mm. They never noticed that. That when I saw that, that shook me. I was like, "Oh God!" You notice if you're never... God inside-minded, right? So you just because the glory is the only way mm -hmm. for your mind to awaken in your spirit, mm -hmm. for your ears and your eyes and your senses to become spirit-based mm -hmm. instead of flesh and soul-based. And even the danger in that is people can believe in the God-inside-mindedness and they still don't realize when the glory departs because they don't actually have it. Yeah. They just believe, it's just a doctrine to them. Mm. It's just a belief system. So they'll believe for years. Because there's no obedience. Bar, the so obedience is what burns it yep. into you and makes it uh, yep. realize. Realizing yep. the glory requires yeah, obedience. Most people don't obey because it costs them something that's convenient to them. They're not willing to pay any price. Count the cost before you go to war. Mm -hmm. They look at the war and they just think mm -hmm. that they've paid the price in their brain, but mm -hmm. they can't even give 10% of their income. They haven't paid any price. Most mm -hmm. Christians have their own figment of their own imagination, Christianity, and they think God's going to bless them in their brain because they think good thoughts or something. This is, a, this is a system based on the law of God's creation. We say we're not under the law. The law is the word. The law is the word that sustains all worlds according to scripture. Scripture is law, and you are under scripture because the scripture sustains every element of existence in every dimension. So you're absolutely under scripture, which is the law. We have all this junk in our heads saying, I'm not under the law. What are you under if you're not under the scripture? A demon spirit practicing rebellion, making mm -hmm. up your own Christianity in your head. Obeying. Now you're worse off than the evangelicals <laughs> are at least trying to maintain purity. Now you have nothing and you're more demon-possessed and with a demonic anointing. Congratulations, you've now moved towards the front lines of Satan's army. Yeah. You're worse off than the evangelicals. So you have no right to judge them who are trying to live by a standard of purity and reading the word of God and you're whoring yourself out to demons and calling it freedom. You should be ashamed of yourself. The Lord rebuke you. And what I've noticed is, even most people, if they can even believe in the God inside minded, even their heads are a little bit in their heart, that spirit, they, their own spirit, is so full of iniquity that they won't yield their spirit to the Holy Spirit within them, that fourth mind, the mind of Christ, the rainbow mind of Christ. He has to be the leader, not you, not your spirit, not your soul, not your heart, not your brain. And what most people have noticed, even getting into God inside minded, they're not willing to give up their Christian immoral relationships, which they consider to be brotherly affection, sisterly affection. Oh, for my nefesh, for my ruah. It's whoredom. It's whoredom. That's what you're you're seeking and desiring going after relationships to build you up. Oh, to encourage me in the Lord. And you don't realize that you're selling your oil like a cheap thing. Some of you are going to work so hard to get back what God has stolen from, from, or from what the enemy has stolen from you, what God intended 
to give you or even what God has given you in the past, when David helps you to recover all, you'd better treasure that which you get back. I don't know if there I don't know what kind of hope there is for someone. After what you've lost is recovered, if you whore it out again, I don't know what to tell you. You better Jesus, start taking it seriously. Jesus said to the prostitute, mm -hmm. Where are your accusers? Lord, they are no more. He says, Well, then neither do I accuse you. Now go and sin no more, lest something worse happen to you. It is written. So don't just think you, forgiveness of sin means I'm washed and there's no consequences. The blackness of sin will come in when you deaden your senses and don't walk in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the essential for ascension, where you no longer just put up all the commandments of God, all the scriptures of God of optional in your life. It's like this is essential lest I die and mm -hmm. forfeit my soul life in eternal heaven. Mm -hmm. Like and the, even if you make the it, Laodicean your church is suffocating people because they don't have the urgency to get obedient to the commandment of God. You can just feel the Laodicean reaction today. Oh, yeah. It's got to die. And I'll tell you, I've noticed that most, most God inside minded, praying in tongues believers get their encouragement from sin. They get their encouragement from sin. That's why they don't want to give it up. Oh, oh, it was nice. They said such a nice thing to me. So encouraging. You're a whore. You're a Babylonian, God inside minded, praying in tongues, whore. That's your problem. If you're not willing to give that up, you'll never rise above Netza and get into the sun. Forget about it. You probably get pummeled trying. So count the cost before you go to war. Are you ready to completely cease and desist from what you currently believe your giving a love and affection is to you to other Christians? That is exactly how you get into the sun from Netza. And if you're not willing to do that, you will never rise above that. And if you do rise above that and pass a test and God lets you go up and you go up and you decide to return back to that behavior, you will never rise above that sphere. You will never rise higher than that. You will never rise. You will stop exactly where you are if you decide to return to that filth even after you begin rising. Until you repent sincerely and you completely put in, God is not playing with this. The end of the era for any tolerance of that ended last year in 2022. I know that a matter of fact, we have multiple prophetic witnesses on that. There is no longer any tolerance for that. The, the teaching is already there. There's grace for you to rise. God has mercy on you in your ignorance, but you have to count the cost. Are you willing to give up what you think is love, brotherly and, and Christian, sisterly affection? Because it's your whoredom of false love. And if you are willing to sacrifice what you think is good about what you have, I think many people will be surprised. I think many people will be surprised because they don't ever seem to know when they're covered in piss. Now those who have a nose and the spirit can smell it. It's obvious to us. But we don't ever hardly mention it. Why? Because we know you'd weep and gnash your teeth. What are you accusing me? Are you saying this? It's not worth my time. It's not. I'll tell you here today. I'll tell you here today what it is, and it's up to you. You've heard the truth today. You've heard the truth for how many months now? If you're not willing to change, you'll never get into the sun. If you get in and over the sun, and you return back to that behavior, you'll stop rising, and you won't go any farther. And that's the word of the Lord. Yeah, no. 
the Holy Ghost wants to show you some stuff here because the spirit of Laodicea, that lukewarm antichrist spirit, has blocked you from understanding the severity of your own soul and your own life and your own actions and words. You can feel that there's like an overreaction to the seriousness in dealing with error and sin in people's lives. Now listen, scripture says to present yourself as a living sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? Something dies. Something dies. Which means it's a serious, would people take it serious if someone took a gun to your head and blew your brains out? Would your family say, oh, something serious happened? That's a sacrifice. Something just died. And if you don't have that serious of something is dead, lukewarmness is destroying you and stealing your destiny right now. So a living sacrifice is an understanding, as it is written of Aaron, I stood between the living and the dead and the plague stopped. The plague is sin. The plague is lukewarmness, the Laodicean Seventh Church of Revelation that we're dealing with in America right now. That's the plague. The plague is Laodicea. So someone's going to stand up with the standard of real life and real death, the same death as a sawed-off shotgun vaporizing people's skulls and dealing with sin that way. Because a sacrifice and a real priest will deal with sin, wrongdoing, and darkness like real death. Because it is real death. This is how you know if you're sleeping. You're not dealing with issues with real death. Right. It has to be, no, this isn't the soul. The soul, death. It's a different kind of death. And I want to say that because I understand there might be some immature or young people or demon-possessed people watching. Uh, this is has absolutely nothing to do with actual physical violence or guns. Please understand that this is metaphorical speech to enhance a point. So that Just you can like learn the and sword understand. of the spirit is not so, a katana. Right, so please, right, it's not a physical katana. You are not going to go around blowing is. people's heads off. You should absolutely refrain from any kind of violence. We do not condone or promote any kind of physical violence. Spiritual but violence. There should be no, that way there is no censorship of the true word of God going forth. But understand mm-hmm. that it's about your soul death. This is about death in the ego. It's about death to your own opinion about how you're living your life so that you can live according to the Good legal disclaimer for the Antichrist. Uh, don't worry, I know they're watching, but we have yeah. scribe angels here. We have legal yeah. angels here. And the same biblical language yeah. that deals with the stuff so severely, it uses weapons. There's weapons all over the Bible. There's weapons all over the New Testament. You know, the Gospel of Luke says, do you have a, two swords? And Jesus mm-hmm. said, that's enough. They had physical swords. Yeah. And he said, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yep, he said, remember when uh, Peter got a little bit out of hand. Well, then he can't use them when he chopped off Right, when Peter ear. got out of hand, he took it literally. He <laughs> chopped off someone's yeah. ear. Jesus said, that's not right, that's wrong. He healed his ear. And so I actually believe that. Malchus. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he healed his ear. Yeah. And uh, what I believe, uh, through what Brandon's <laughs> prophesying right now uh, with these shock prophetics, is that the death to the self-nature right in the soul in the ego is also what's going to be putting an end to violence this increase in violence that we've seen around the world what is the solution everyone's talking about you know gun control education Mm. mental health medications the world's going round and round and they can't find a solution even now if you've seen online uh, the fbi 
uh, they come out with these uh, commercials now to educate people on how to survive mass shootings. And on one hand, just in the natural realm, that's good that people can be educated. But on the other hand, we want you walking in divine protection, and we also want to see an end to violence in the world. Why does that violence in the world exist? Because of the fallen angel nature in humanity. So what's it going to take to raise a standard and flood the world like the days of Noah? Not with physical water, but with that holy fire going we, up. We woke up today and chose violence. <laughs> and the violent take it by force. And no, because the sword of the priesthood, there's nothing more violent. But yep. it's spiritual violence. Now, this is what righteousness mm -hmm. is. It hates yep. wickedness. So you learn how to, Psalms 120, My mouth is a sword of war. When I speak, they are for war. But I am a man of peace. It is written. So the Davidic anointing, which is the Messianic anointing of the seven spirits of God, is a sword of wrath and doom and gloom and violence and burning the animal. If even an animal were to touch this mountain, it is to be completely slaughtered to death by the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Jesus Christ says in Revelation 2 and 3, If you don't repent, I will come and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. Okay? So... The sword of the mouth is what we need the dread champions to walk in. So that there's judgment, gavura, pouring forth through your righteous circumcised mouths. Amen. And that brings us to the title of today's message, which is Celestial Jerusalem Revelations. It's not just your old Bible school word, right? From what you remember when you grew up or how you've been studying the last few years, maybe in the word. God's... God's wanting to take you to another level of studying the Word of God. Mm. And it's celestial. That's what your spirit That's, was saying That was today. our big talk today at lunch. Is A lot of people don't know how to engage in the New Testament, mm -hmm. which I like to say New Torah, so we can produce a bunch of rabbis here, because mm -hmm. that's ultimately what Jesus came as. What was his name? I mean, if you read, that's what they called him, rabbi, which means teacher. So when you're a Christian, you are becoming rabbis, you're becoming teachers. I mean, that's the evidence that you're actually growing, that you're all becoming mm -hmm. rabbinical teachers of the Word of God. And if you're not, and you just get into charismatic works, and how many salvation mm -hmm. cards did you get? How many wheelchairs could we get people out? And, and I mean, I'm telling you, it's not even the same religion. What the Gentiles have turned Christianity into is mm -hmm. Book of Revelations, Horror Babylon. It's not mm -hmm. even the, the Christianity of Jesus Christ. Christianity of Jesus Christ is an intimacy with the Word, to become rabbis and those things shall follow those who believe the word of god mm -hmm. but doing that and making that the priority is mm -hmm. absolute nonsense and evidence of an apostate church oh yeah that's what the lord was talking about today uh some of you might be disappointed to find that this is not the path for you to walk in the ultimate power just to heal everyone that you feel like healing <laughs> it's not they go to healing school just to I'll get like what. some kind of gifts so you can have a ministry mm -hmm. listen man it's you not need to get the Word of God in you to transform your inner man into the divine nature. Otherwise, you're not even practicing Christianity. You're going after gifts like witches who purchase the sorcerers mm -hmm. were purchasing the gifts in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. But people are like, oh, Jesus healed all these people and he, he healed. It's all, you're taking that one thing out of context. I want to ask you this. This is what the Spirit of the Lord told me. How many wicked, unbelieving Pharisees, religious people, did Jesus heal? That's right. Zero. Mm. Zero. Mm. And that's who y'all are trying to go around and heal. Just to rack up the healings. Come on. 
Jesus, They're serving never, the never let's go heal all the synagogue of Satan. The problem with that is they'll never come out. He said, Come out of her, my people. Otherwise, I'll throw you on the sick bed. And then you want to go to the, her sick bed and be like, Oh, you'll be okay. No, they won't. They will die unless they change. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the hard truth today. <laughs> They're not going to be healed. Yeah, Apostolic Anointing, get around some of these people, just accelerate their destruction. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fun because a lot of those people that you're going to see. Uh, dying of different sicknesses and diseases, God's not going to heal them unless they come out. Some of them. Here's the verse you're have, not going to hear yeah. at Bethel Church. Yeah. Sickness and disease go before me, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, to kill off the religious spirit and those right. that practice sorcery in the name of Jesus Christ. It's absolutely Ooh. essential that that stuff be terminated yep. because you're dealing with Antichrist mixed in right. with New Testament. Now, we love Bethel Church. We've had a lot of people from Bethel come here. Most mm -hmm. of them betrayed us, but we've had some good experiences as well. But I tell you now, God is going to do such a new thing now. It don't matter what denomination you're a part of or what church or how charismatic Pentecostal or Baptist yeah, or even works. if you came out of this, a satanic death cult like <laughs> a Freemason. It don't even matter. Your past is irrelevant. When yep. new earth comes forth, it's a clean slate. So new heavens produces new earth, which is something oh. you're tasting out there in the earth today. The air is cleaner. The heavens shall rain fresh glory. Not because anyone's doing anything right. A couple are. A remnant is. Or mm -hmm. It doesn't take many to raise the standard. As it's written, Noah, one man, a preacher of righteousness, raised the standard and drowned the whole world, made all things new. Mm -hmm. It only takes one. It doesn't take 10,000 in a stadium. That's nonsense. Mm -hmm. It takes one man, one soul, one woman to raise the standard, and you find that once a person starts to raise the standard, those that are really like him are willing to sacrifice and burn and terminate and kill and deaden the flesh, impulses of the flesh, completely crucify the human existence in all of its forms and variations in order to live an angelic life. Luke chapter 20, children of the resurrection are angel-like sons of God, and since they are angel-like, they shall never die. It is written. So there is an a a celestial angelic reality that the termination of the animalic terrestrial reality once that burns away you begin to go up if you are connected to the world then you are not allowing your spirit to rise into promised land realms circumcision is the removal of everything that's connecting you to the lower worlds okay the earth. It's called demoniacal. You are connected to demons and altars of demons in the earth, in the earthly, until you are aware of them and begin to present them to the fire of God. Then the altar is useful for you. That's when you start being a priest. Mm -hmm. That's when you're not just a Laodicean, lukewarm Christian, mm -hmm. where Christianity is just for me, pray for me, bless me, 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 I can't even get over myself planks and specks in my eyes, all this stuff about God is for me. I'm now, poverty, why you bless somebody else and not me? It starts to become to for the Father through the altar of fire when you begin to burn up your life and start to deal with some inconveniences like friends and family member misunderstanding the termination of your animal existence to go after the angelic realm because eternity is more important to you yep. than your temporal existence as a human being. And until you do that, you're going to be compromised and demonized because you've chosen that. Choose this day whom you serve. That's a daily deal. It's not a one-time deal. Promised land of Joshua is choosing, am I going to go up and face this external lukewarm garbage holding me down 
all the little pleasures of my flesh, all the little ideas and opinions and interpretations of Scripture mm -hmm. that are convenient for me in my situation, mm -hmm. and burn them up and get out of the comfort zone, mm -hmm. get pushed out of my nest. You know, the comforter is only to comfort those that are being crucified. You don't get a comforter unless you get a cross. You don't get a, a comforter for the animal <laughs> life that he's asking you to put on the altar. People are so gone to religion and to the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of witchcraft and Christianity, they think the comforter is to comfort the animal. There's no Holy Spirit for that. Holy Spirit's not involved demons for that. in pampering the animal. The you have demons. Yep. You're full of Satan. The Holy Spirit, I will send the comforter. Why? Because these ones will follow me into all truth. Because in this world, you're going to have trouble. They're going to pick up their cross and follow me. And as you're being terminated of your animal existence, your human existence, your earthly existence, you're going to be comforted by the Holy Ghost because it's the medication as you're being terminated. And what was Jesus' way when the family, the family stuff came up? He said, the only people that are my family are those who do the will of my Father. In heaven, which means you've got to be marching up into heaven. There's no one doing the will of God the Father in heaven mm -hmm. unless they're ascending into heaven. Now, if you read the Bible, the Bible says that we've been crucified with Christ and it doesn't end there. You have 90% of Christians on the Jerusalem of the earth side of the cross. Which means they don't know much about the tomb the burial, going into the underworld where he descended, he who mm -hmm. ascended also descended. I mean, how much of the cross is a reality in your existence? That's your measure of wisdom. A real Christian will be familiar with experience by the Holy Spirit through the mm -hmm. termination, through the Garden of Gethsemane, walk in Calvary, dying on the cross, buried in the tomb three days, and also the ascension, the resurrection into the tomb, and the ascension to the right hand of God. That's the full cross. Okay, Passion Week is all of that. If you just have a snippet of it with a cross around your neck and you think that's Christianity, you're missing out of 99% of even that week that refers to the cross of His blood. And here's where we need you guys. Terminated on crosses, buried into the depths of Sheol with Him, raised up in the new creature, which is a new consciousness, new eyes, new ears that hear, that can walk with him in his resurrection form, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, illuminating the scriptures who chose to have their hearts burn with him, which means there's no clinging to the natural realm, we will go up with you. We will wait for you in Jerusalem until you send your Holy Spirit, and when we receive the Holy Spirit, we will obey you in everything you ask us to do, which means it's a total surrender and yielding to the celestial life of Jesus Christ. A lot of people, you can tell they're demonized because they still have an earthly Jesus Christ. Jesus is not on earth. Those who follow Jesus will have the same walk as Jesus. First John, it is written. How many of y'all know he's walking in heaven? That means any Christian that's not walking in heaven is not actually a real Christian according to the Bible. Because he's in heaven. He's walking in heaven. Are you walking in heaven? Who's in you? An earthly Jesus is in you or the Jesus in heaven? Are you a body of a heavenly Jesus or an earthly Jesus? I tell you, the earthly Jesus is the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And that's the real issue here. That's why people are sleeping in lukewarmness, doing their own thing out here, and just protecting their own families and blessing their own families. They're anti-kingdom. Lukewarm, anti-Christ spirit 
promotes individualism. It's not about an army. It's not about the Father's throne rallying around the one. God is one. One body, one Father, one Holy Spirit, it is written. It becomes more about my independence and then when it's convenient to me, participating with others. You're not in Christianity. You are in rebellion. That's rebellion. You're in witchcraft and you pick and choose truths and apply them to you out of convenience. We need a people that can repent of all the convenience and the picking of truths. In fact, a real disciple who actually loves him will choose the harder things that punish the convenience and the flesh, which is real evidence that you will sacrifice all for him. That's how you get into the glory, because you're choosing him over yourself daily. A cross crucifying the self-will, the stubbornness, your own personality is irrelevant. I don't care if you're an introvert, extrovert. It ain't about you. It's about the Holy Ghost. This isn't like, oh, check the box so we can give you the Jesus that works with you. Like going to Burger King, ordering the burger you want your way. Order the Jesus that you want your way. You want American Jesus? You want Kenyan Jesus? You want German Jesus? Maybe you give you English Jesus, all prim and proper. You have tea time with Jesus at 3 o'clock. You know what I mean? No, you don't get any of that. It says, dash the nations to pieces like pottery, which means your personality, introvert, extra, your human nature, all of it's what's getting terminated. And the measure you can bring that to the fire, burn it up and have Christ fully formed in you is the measure you'll be at peace with God. It's the measure your personality be glorified. A lot of you are still trying to add Jesus to the human being. That's sorcery. You're saying... That's divination. That's what Balaam did. Balaam goes out here and uses the God's sovereign creation and dealing with what God made in the names of God and the works of God and adds it unto the rebellion of the fallen angels to manipulate man. And that's when the mule spoke, wasn't it? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Dealing with red magic. And he had intimacy with his donkey, which means there is an intimacy with the animal. In order for Balaam to act works of sorcery as a... Uh, the father of a patriarch of sorcery, which is what Balaam and Beor and Laban, his grandfather, were. And then the sons of Balaam are Jannes and Jambres, written in the book of Timothy, and that's written in the Old Testament as well. This is the generations of Cain and sorcery and wickedness, and this is what you're dealing with in all the high places of all nations today in 2023. You're dealing with the offspring of Laban, Beor, Balaam and Janes and Jambres. And how do you overcome them? Repenting the cross. of those things. Right, bring it to the cross. So you're gonna have to overcome <laughs> that lust that appears to try to try to appear to be uh, purity. So lust that comes as disguised as purity. You're going to have to overcome uh, people pleasing, family idolatry. You're gonna have to overcome religion, and you're gonna have to overcome poverty. Which brings us to our video. Of oh the yeah! All right, guys. All right, so we have this video from Shadrach. Uh, just a quick note here before we play that one. Mm. You might have seen this one online, but we wanted to show it to you tonight in case you missed that. Uh, so this happened to revivalist Shadrach. <laughs> okay, Brandon brought his angel funny. Uh, this is actually Stephanie's from oh, Stephanie. when she lived in the crack house, and she came to Jill's bar. Oh, yeah, we still got it over here. Stephanie's <laughs> angel feather. And Stephanie's here tonight, too. Uh-huh. So... Right. The angel feathers represent a seal mm -hmm. at a greater glory, where yesterday's ceiling is today's floor. You're walking in higher mm -hmm. realms. And so 
I've been discipling Shadrach for a couple of years, and we're really dealing with the poverty in his nation. It's a terrible principality. It's the Antichrist. And he received some rather severe rebuke and chastisement this week and just the training him with a prosperity mentality, the truth of the thought life of Jesus regarding finances and, and God's will and all this stuff. And it's it's critical that you have the same mindset, attitude, belief systems as Jesus Christ because the truth is, is there's all kinds of hidden stuff in our culture that mm-hmm. totally contradicts mm-hmm. Jesus in heaven. Right. So in Africa, it's easy for us to see that poverty is rampant there. You know, I mean, even they have animal orphanages. It's not even a zoo. It's like, what in the heck is going on wrong there? Like, that is that that pissed me off. I was like, that, that needs to stop. That needs to stop right now. These animals are not orphans. But if you look at it, it's hard. It's always harder for us to see our own culture. Right. Yeah. For us, American leisure culture. Is almost we, oh, we so think that's the for blessing. Americans talk about prosperity. Right, right. So not so, in the glory, it isn't. So for us, it's easy to see that the Africans have to deal with poverty spirit. It's easy for us to see that. We still have to deal with this poverty spirit in we'll America. Deal with the greed, covetous spirit. Right, in American leisure culture, like I'm just gonna my free time, my wind down, relax, vacation. Oh, I worked so hard today. I deserve it. My father is always working. So. That one, I notice is very hard. That's a lot of black sun. Uh, that stuff gets more and more refined as you go out. Uh, you go up. Uh, you, you, you ascend. American leisure culture is actually a lie from Satan. Everyone in heaven has a job. Every, my father is always working. Yeah. But the reason why we don't, we think that that leisure, oh, you know. The we grow up and retire from obedience. I can retire, you know, that, that <laughs> seeking and chasing retirement. That whole thing's an illusion and a delusion. That's not the kingdom. You need oh. to be working when you're 600, like Noah. Exactly. You're going to be building an ark, probably. Right. <laughs> you're going to be out there with a hammer and a 600 nail. 600, and he's building. Still going at it. Building a ship. No, I was hoping to retire. That, you know, <laughs> I was planning on it. I was praying to God. All buckets of That's time. all I've been praying for was my idolatry of American leader culture. So we're actually much more blind, uh, typically, in our own culture. So it's whatever culture is yours. That's the one you're going to be naturally more blind to. So that's what we deal with. But um, for an African culture, that's just what they deal with. So uh, this is really cool. This is what um, Shadrach posted today. Mm. And he said, so uh, it happened to me too, today too. I've been wondering, why not me? This morning after Apostle Rebecca sent a prayer, so I sent a prayer to him, a prayer to me, and I believed in the prayer. So I sent him a prayer. He said, and I believed in the prayer Immediately, I entered the RLM, oh, I feel fire, RLM Africa Firebase today. This happened. I am so much humbled and grateful for RLM. And this, I, I put this online so that you guys could see what what was the word that of prayer that he believed in this manifestation happened. I want to release this to you, too. I feel fire the Holy Ghost on my body right now. The word of prayer I gave him today was from the experience when the Holy Spirit took me to see the future, and revivalist Shadrach was ultra wealthy and dressed in the most expensive and royal clothes that we don't even have a grid for right now. I thought I had a grid for it until God showed me. This is the kind of clothing that kings wear that cost money beyond what most even have faith for right now. Those are the royal garments that would cost many years' wages for most people. I saw many other things, but the most highlighted by the Holy Spirit 
was the natural garments, like physical garments, of expensive, almost priceless physical clothing of the future. You really cannot imagine unless God shows it to you. Like I said, I thought I had a grid for nice things. I thought I had an imagination. I thought I could imagine. Until God shows it to you, you cannot imagine. The angel feather dropped right after believing this word as well as the secret promises of the Lord. Truly no eye has seen, no ear has heard the full extent of what God desires to bless his sons with. And that's as you rise. So we want to release that to you. There was many, many things, many things in the future, things that we don't yet even have a grid for. Mm -hmm. And you cannot say that God doesn't want to do that. You cannot say that God doesn't want to bless his sons. It's the mind of Christ that walks on streets of gold. And the power, when I saw in him, In reality. When I saw Shadrach in the future, I was so blown away. It was so humbling. It was so... It I made me want to glorify and praise and honor our Father in Heaven. I was completely changed in the, in the whole realm of my existence just by looking at the clothing he was wearing and how he was wearing it because that it was like nobility of nobility. The, the nobility of God radiating through a man of God. And that is, I mean, you are born and created. If you rise on these sapphire stones, you're going to shine. And there's a unique plan that God has for unique destiny. And when I saw that, I saw that and I said, that, that is an aspect of our Father in Heaven. And I had just never seen anything like it. And it was so pure and so holy. And the, and the garments, the clothing, so noble and royal, like, like true divine royalty. It, and anyone who passed by, I saw crowds that passed by, anyone who even looked at him was changed for the rest of their life. And they respected the royalty of God. And it made them desire to know. Not for the external, not for the greed of, oh, I want to dress like that. But it changed them because they realized who God is in that aspect. So after that word got released, let's go ahead and share the video. Just as I arrived at the CFRLM studios, the RLM Africa Firebase, this angelic feather just fell on me. Take a look at the size of that feather. They don't have birds like that. In Kenya. That is a giant angel feather. Indoors. And I asked the Lord about it when I saw it. And I believe it corresponds to the archangel of the moon, Yasad, which is Gabriel. And how Jadrach is overcoming so much in his nation to get sealed. In your thought. But look at that angel feather. We want that for all of you too. We want all of you to rise and get sealed in new heights of glory, which will require repentance in, in thought life. And then there'll be signs and wonders following. Amen. It'll change your life. We want your lives to not just be casually changed in a lukewarm environment. Oh, go to, if I just go to Joel's bar two more years, I might overcome chewing tobacco. <laughs> you know, we, how about like the lightnings of the cherubim and today that's yes. like, oh my God, like I'm not even human in that area anymore. Like I've been electrocuted to death by the angelic realms and I'm completely cherubim.
in that area of my soul. My soul is angelic. They are the angel-like children of God. Their souls are completely angelic, which means there's no earthly animal thought life or actions. It's all angelic, which means you begin to be refined in word and speech like Jesus, who was known to be excellent in both word and speech before God and the angels. I was hoping and asking the last couple of days for God to speak to us through different um, means and signs and wonders about the moon recently. So when that all happened and you saw that about the moon, and it was crazy because uh, one of the things that he had commented on here, uh, Shadrach, uh, said, he said, do you remember one day prophesying about the moon sailor? <laughs> something <laughs> the moon sailor the moon sailor the anime something glory to uh to me my leadership and apostle brandon has just said that the feather is from the moon just curious never ever experienced such a thing in my life and then he said this under the anointing could it be god's promotion to the moon sailor uh-huh. is about to manifest for the rlm africa and that's exactly what i've been praying for mm. and i don't know what kind of wild signs and wonders and i also realized just uh, just recently, because I, you know, I was, we, we realize things and we go through the signs, wonders, confirmations, revelations and, and before we go and share them. And uh, this will help, I think, for you to understand. When we talk about Malkut, you always think the earth sphere. Earth sphere. Well, what is, it also represents the Shekinah glory, but that represents the moon. So where do they meet? Those, they meet there on the moon. Malkut They meet inside is, your spirit, inside your heart. Malkut is actually, and I just I just found this out recently, uh, it also represents none. And it is the moon kingdom. And this is from the rabbinical historic writings and I found that the, the, they go into the detail explanation. Moon kingdom ministries. The moon, yeah, uh, uh, you can imagine. Well, that, I'm freaking that'll out. Get that, that'll get that, that, that one got me. And um but this is what I saw, because, you know, you say, oh, about the earth. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I This is what I saw. The Lord took me into a, a, gave me a special dream. And in the dream, I saw the whole, like, the sphere of the earth. And I took, the people were all gathering around. I had in my right hand, <laughs> I had Jezebel and another principality completely drained of life energy. Just look, they look like little rag dolls, deflated, like deflated balloons almost. Completely powerless, and I had them clenched in my right hand. Right, and that represents righteousness. And I took them, and I was getting ready to hurl them out of the earth, but what I was hurling them down into looked like the earth below. What happened was there was a separation of the earth spheres. So instead of just the earth, you had the old earth departing. I saw through the ice under the under our feet I saw through the ice under my feet and through the waters and the ice through that lower firmament I saw the old earth being thrown away right it's gonna be rolled up like an old scroll and thrown away and I saw it descending into the abyss and at that time I took these two principalities that caused so much problems and I hurled them down I hurled them down out of the earth I was so happy to do that because I hate them I hate them so much. And I hurled them out of the earth, and it just felt like good riddance. And it was through that ice that you could see. And that at that time, that's when the ice was looking like that on the beady Makaska. Mm. When we were, that, that ice, oh, when yeah, we were doing that, crystal. it looked exactly like in my dream it manifested. And 
So what happened was, you still had some decision time on the Earth for humans. Those principalities were already being hurled down with that, is like that separation of the old Earth. Mm. There's starting to be that, that, that separation, the valley of separation is getting smaller as those things are being separated. But there were many people still walking in wickedness on the Earth that God wanted to give a chance to be ministered to. Hear the gospel. Hear the, the cosmic gospel. Hear the word of God preached from the mid-heavens. And so the people still had the satanic nature in them, even though their overlords were starting to get thrown out from the earth. Well, I could see as that old earth was descending, some people are going to rise and some people are going to descend. And what that is, is it's going into that abyss forever. And you got to yeah. love the nature of freedom and abundant life. Ooh. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. If you're into do's and don'ts and good and evil, you'll cling to Antichrist your whole Christian life. You gotta cling to a greater freedom, a greater abundant life, which is the messianic nature yeah. in the Bible. And honestly, it has to be above this world. You have to break the membrane of the atmosphere of the earth into angelic spheres. The Bible talks about the angelic spheres. These are realms mm -hmm. of the abilities and the thought life of holy angels. The overcomers will be standing on the moon. You have access into these realms of angelic thought life already. I mean, that's what the keys of the kingdom Christ in you is. It's the access into the heavenly glory. You can go up as much as you want by your dependence on the down payment of the seed of the Holy Spirit in you and eating the food that causes that seed to grow. If you eat right for your blood type, you get heavenly delight out of earth's blight into heavenly sight. So the more that you go up, the more that you grow up, and the more that you learn how to eat to stay up, to sustain those levels and elevations of the atmospheric thought life of holy angels, that's why the children of the resurrection are angel-like, because they only live in those heights of holy angels. The ones on earth are guardian angels, okay? They're the ones assigned to you when you're a, a meatball, when you're rebellious <laughs> punk when you're a religious blasphemer like Saul was you know something was keeping him alive when he was just a total antichrist so he you know even when you're wicked as it's, it's written yeah. while you are yet sinners Christ loved you mm -hmm. how did he love you by assigning you guardian yep. angels even though you're rebellious and against mm -hmm. him until you received him as Lord and Savior it takes grace to even breathe and live to be alive and even have wickedness in you, that's a grace. That's a miracle. Now you can mount on wings as eagles and soar. What does it mean to mount as wings as eagles? I haven't seen eagles come and you hop on flat, an eagle flat. and fly, you know, like Lord of the Rings. It's talking about the angels. I know you're praying for it, though. It's talking about the angels. <laughs> These part. eagles, any of the, the winged creatures that are helpful in Scripture, and there's more angels than demons, so don't need to be fearful about that. The winged creatures of the Bible are holy, wonderful, awesome angels. And if you mount them as eagles in Thor, you're choosing the angelic life. Mm -hmm. So the cross is choosing the angelic life instead of the, the wingless life of the earth and the beast. So it's the mark of the beast in the Christian's forehead. The Bible, Revelation is only for Christians. It's Christians that have chosen the mammal life, the earthly life. They still have all the same New Testament, but they don't have the angelic experiences. They don't have wings. Mm -hmm. They don't have eagles. Their interpretation of Scripture mm -hmm. is earthly. Our mm -hmm. interpretation of Scripture is entirely heavenly. It's like we read a different Bible because we have a different God. Mm -hmm. 
The God of earthly Christianity is not Jesus because Jesus is not on earth. He's in heaven. It is written. He ascended to the right hand of God. So the word of God is not even on earth. The blood and the spirit and the water are according to 1 John, which means there's no interpretation of scripture whatsoever until you begin to have a cosmic interpretation. And this is the meat of the matter. Learning how to engage New Testament and Old Testament mm -hmm. in a wisdom from above. Right. All wisdom comes down, mm -hmm. James says. Now, false wisdom is the one that goes up. False wisdom says, I'm going up by my wisdom. That ain't the wisdom from God. James says, all wisdom from God comes down and is first of all pure, undefiled, and it's holy. Which means wisdom is an impartation of God's Spirit sent from Jesus Christ physically and from his bones on his throne. Jesus is in the flesh. We've confessed it so you know we're not the Antichrist. Jesus has come in the flesh, and from his flesh in the third heaven, he sends us his wisdom. If any of you is deficient in heavenly wisdom, which is how to interpret scripture, ask, and God will give you wisdom from heaven generously. I've been saying that, preaching that, walking in that for a long time. Most people reject it, say, nope, I already got my interpret. They got earthly wisdom. Most Christians are stuck on stupid and got an earthly interpretation of worldly wisdom, earthly wisdom, so they're fortified in the beast, and therefore they become more and more opposed to celestial wisdom that comes down from God. And you can rise into it. The overcomer that you see personified in Revelation 12.1, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon beneath her feet. Stuck on stupid ministries. Well, there you go. At least get stuck on the moon or, or the sun. So, or it can be stupid yeah. and get stuck in the glory. So for you to have that celestial interpretation, let's, let's make it personal. How are you going to achieve it? Amen. Have a drink, probably. How are you going to achieve that? I'm going to get digested. Overcome. Stand on the moon because guess what? Tiferet or the sun, that is the location of what is known as the written word of God in the heavens. So if you're standing on the moon, clothed in the sun, you're clothed in the Torah. You're clothed in the celestial written word. Overcoming on the moon, purity. Clothed in the sun, the celestial word of God. So you want to get up on to the moon and into the sun, mm -hmm. and that's when you'll just understand. That's when you start to understand these things. It's, it's not so much a struggle. Will you get up there, follow the simple instructions to go up. Do your homework, do, the, do your part to do what you need to do to get up. You go and overcome all that's in the world, overcome Jezebel's tower mainly, and the false Holy Spirit. Those are your two great enemies on the Earth sphere or on the Malkut sphere. It's usually Jezebel's tower, that's what, it's her job to keep believers from rising onto the moon. So if she's not doing her job, that's when she gets, you know, flack or problems from higher-ranking demons. If you make it past Jezebel's Tower onto the moon, which we've clearly laid out for you how to do it, and then you go up to Had and Netza. Netza, that's where you deal with the False Holy Spirit. And usually male, False Holy Spirit and or male Jezebel before you get into the sun. So that's the big one. That's the big jump into the sun. 
when you get in there, it is the cosmic word of God is made known to you. Stay in there in that sun and let the let it burn out the false revelation of all the false love and lust and Jezebel and male Jezebel and false Holy Spirit and religion, poverty, people pleasing. Let it burn that out and cocoon in there until your inner man, your spirit, changes into the spirit of the righteous, which is you'll grow wings. I mean, and, and until you're, you're like, how am I gonna know? If you're sprouting wings and you can't see it, feel it, or hear it, or nothing. You probably want to chill in there for a minute and let, let your senses come alive, like, grow up in the sun. Mm. That's a really secure stronghold, a fortress in the heavens. So if you take time, if you just need time to, to bake in there, time to... Yeah, bride RLM will yeah. be just uh, on a whole nother level, level when we get you guys sun sealed. It's going to be so awesome. Make. A You're lot of people it. say, oh, I don't know about the sun, I just need Jesus. Well, you're a total heretic. Matthew 5.43 says, this is what God does. He gives his best. What's God's best? It's the red letters. Matthew 5.48, Jesus Christ speaking. He gives his best. What's God's best? Matthew 5.43 says, the sun, mm -hmm. S-U-N, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish. That's God's best. Out of the mouth of the Messiah, mm -hmm. I think he knows best. You don't want God's best? Okay, <laughs> fine, maybe somebody say, else. I'm the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit's trying to raise you up and get sun sealed. Right. So you get wings to be angelic. In those realms of the archangels. The That's heavens. where Raphael Archangel is stationed mm -hmm. in the sun over planet Earth. Right. Until your consciousness is up in that realm, you ain't safe and haven't overcome nothing. Yeah. God's best is the sun and the moon. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, and you know what's <laughs> interesting is Malkut being the moon... <laughs> Now, this, this is what the Spirit was talking to me about, because I was like, wow, that's really amazing and interesting, and so many signs and confirmations confirming that word. But he was speaking about Malkut, or the kingdom, being actually on the moon. He said that's as he's transferring the believers. It's inside of you, the deposit. But as you overcome the world and you stand on the moon, like you're like the bride of Christ, standing on the moon, clothed in the sun, all the people who believe in God, like who really obey him, everyone's going to do that. Even, There's not going to be just all this random Christianity left on on the ground, and only. Oh, a that's few when people... you all got the same doctrine because you're all re overcomers. You'll have to yep. believe the same stuff the high priest Messiah Jesus believed. That's the believed. kingdom. That's <laughs> the kingdom. That's what's going to refine all these goofy Christian teachings everywhere mm -hmm. that persecute us, thinking we're wrong. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, when you go up into the moon of the sun, it burns everything out of you from Bible college. It really does. It will. It's it'll absolutely burn change. it out of you. And the key to the moon is. Joseph's purity. Yep. This the moon. Once you get stationed on the moon, overcome, and you're no longer an earthly Christian, in the seventh church of Revelation, you begin to obey and go up. Mm -hmm. Revelation four one. Come up here. It is written. When you begin to go up, the moon is a seal under your feet of sexual purity yep. and overcoming lust. Joseph symbolizes Yasad, which is the name of the moon in Hebrew. Okay. This is a place of overcoming Potiphar's wife, Jezebel, Delilah, mm -hmm. pornography, adultery, mm -hmm. sinful thoughts. And being nice and texting pe people, friends, friends of the opposite sex, looking for that camaraderie, good feelings for them to like support you or understand you. And scripture says that, that who stuff, can ascend, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. Pure heart. Mm -hmm. So the pure heart really is the essential first step in becoming an overcomer Christian. And not just pure outwardly. It has inwardly. to be inward and outward both. Mm -hmm. You have to have both. 
the the below world will mirror the above world inside you and both of them get purified as you rise so your outer world which is your below world begins to mirror and reflect your above world which is your inner world what part of you is seated with christ assembly places your inner world your inner man the secret place of the heart Mm -hmm. until that person is walking in the garden of eden as a light being a shekinah being a born again new create new creature in christ that's a light being a being of Shekinah glory that's walking inwardly in the garden of God's heart in the third heaven, it will reflect immediately into your lower nature on earth and there will be light pouring out of your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and touch gates, which is the glorified temple. That's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we've got a gift for you for all of our Josephs who are watching. (laughs) How to dodge Potiphar's wife. Oh yeah, you're going to need it. So this is really interesting. The Midrashic writings on Joseph describe how he made himself vulnerable to temptation. Led into temptation, right? Lead me not into temptation. Jesus said you should pray like this. Lead me not into temptation. How Joseph made himself vulnerable to temptation, led into temptation. He was righteous, so how did the enemy gain access to attack him so specifically, so accurately and personally? This is what the rabbis have said. All right, Bereshit or Genesis 37.2. These are the offspring of Yaakov, Jacob. Joseph was 17 years. He was shepherding with the flock with his brothers, and he was a youth with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, the wives of his father. This is from the commentary here, Rashi from the rabbis, which is all of the Torah that Moses ever had written, right? What he would, he would write, he wrote it down. They would read from the scroll, and then there was a part where he would t- interpret it and speak to them. Like a, he would give them messages. He would give sermons. Moses gave commentary on, on all, all his, his writings. writings. So he didn't just say, read it and that's it. He would expound. He would explain to them the mysteries, the letters, all these different things. Depending on what kind of groups, whether it was just Aaron or Aaron and his sons or, you know, the 70 leaders or the whole assembly of Israel. That was different amounts of revelation and mysteries that would be given. But that was what Moses would speak about the things that were written. And so uh, they faithfully kept records of these for like thousands of years and have survived. So uh, this is, uh, see, this is from that Rashi on that uh, verse. He was doing acts of youthfulness. That's what the Hebrew letters. So when you're reading the Hebrew, there's many uh, meanings to the name. So let's say like in Spanish... Or versus English, just so you can understand. In English, if I want to translate something into Spanish, hello, you would say hola. That's easy, right? Now, what if I wanted to say something like an idiom or parable, like hold your horses? If you literally say in Spanish to hold their horses, it literally won't make any sense. No one talks like that. What do you mean, hold my horse? Give it a hug? What do you mean? But you know, because you're an English, a native English speaker, that just means wait. How do you know that? Because you grew up with it. You need the cultural interpretation. The cult, right. So in the Hebrew, there's also the cultural interpretation, like in riddles, uh, poems. Comedy. Comedy, yeah. Or play on words, like when something rhymes, like a play on words. So it's kind of like... A dead letter doesn't have any of that. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Completely wrong. And on top of that, each one of the Hebrew letters, every single one, has a deep mystical meaning mm. based on the shape of it how it's drawn and if they made it extra big or they put it on there backwards or made it extra long 
every single one of those has deep and rich meaning and it corresponds to sapphire stones so it's like i mean you could literally spend eternity the keys of all the elevations of the seven heavens are in the scriptures it's all in the word the yeah. issue is you cannot interpret scripture mm -hmm. too mystically in the holy ghost right the more mystically you interpret scripture mm -hmm. in the spirit of christ which means in the rabbi mm -hmm. you got to be in the teacher otherwise right. you get outside of him you get lost mm -hmm. in a fallen angel quickly but if it's in Christ, mm -hmm. in the teacher, that'll be the height that you can ascend in Christ. So mystically is heavenly. And how did Moses know? He went up the sapphire stones and he literally ate with God. So God gave him a supernatural impartation to be able to understand and teach these things. And it's not, it's not going to be the explanations about the text were not included. Like when they gave their copies of the Torah to the Alexandrian library, when they summoned the Jews, they had a method that even when they put four separate scribes, Hebrew scribes, in different rooms and commanded them to transcribe down the Torah, they had it memorized. They knew exactly how to do it without giving away the secrets. Mm -hmm. And they did that on purpose because they wanted to protect it for Israel, for the people of God. So you have to understand there's very, uh, there's deep and hidden things here. But anyway, so that's just a little background here. But on this one for Jacob, Back to how to dodge Potiphar's wife. From uh, Genesis 32, 7. He was doing acts of youthfulness, such as fixing his hair, adorning his eyes, so that he would appear handsome. Mm. So it's the way he was looking at himself when he was adorning himself, getting right now. You could curl your hair. Don't be like, oh, well, I wanted to crimp my hair today. Mm. You could crimp your hair. No, you curl your hair. for you. No, it's not for you. You got crimped hair, you're not getting on the moon. No, we're not Pharisees. Yeah, That's not how it works. Joseph's childishness. Now, you guys, you might remember, do you remember the Joel's bar when we talked about Lilith and the mirror? It's about how you adorn your, it's about your, your attitude. And is it vanity or not? Because when you're obsessing and looking in the mirror and doing all this stuff, you're calling on forces of darkness to you, whether you know it or not. So he was doing acts of youthfulness, such as, Fixing his hair, adorning his eyes, getting his fit just right. Like we just talked about, in the future, you're going to have the best clothing, the best. It's it, the sons of God are radiant. You're going to already be. He had the a best. lot of vanity. It was the vanity part. So even though you're righteous, right? The righteous are barely saved. He still he he had the purity, but this was, this is how you're going to dodge. So the Potter's pit in wife. prison was kind of like a forced Nazarite vow. Pretty much. Joseph provided him an opening for accusal from the accuser by curling his hair, dressing up, adorning himself, so that the evil impulse of the flesh was poised to accuse. Mm. And they say that the evil impulse does not walk on the side, but in the middle of the street. And when he sees a person painting his eyes, smoothing his hair, swinging his heel, I don't know if that's what they guess that's what in your heel like that just so vain <laughs> we had there was a season of anklets in the u.s you know what i mean like dangling them ankle interpret it with wisdom okay the, so <laughs> basically all the crap you guys do right <laughs> so we're, it, this is a great chance to <laughs> repent we're all repenting i repent okay okay come and see how carefully one should guard himself against sin walking the straight path so as not to be lured by that evil impulse who assails him every single day and that's what they're saying is that renewal of the sin of that the lust of the eyes lust of the flesh 
It's always trying to get you every single day, so that's why I die daily. Which means, I, this is, so tap, so, tactically, right, think, we're not in civilian affairs. This is the army, don't involve yourself with civilian affairs. I better look good so I can have favor, or like, you know, whatever it is, some kind of garbage. Uh, here's the answer, I mean, I can see it right mm -hmm. now as Rebecca's speaking, yeah. is that the Bible says, put on the full armor of light. Put on the firmer light. It's, it basically yep. be clothed in the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. Archangel Gabriel, Moon Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And if you want, if you are just like, just give me a simple, basic discipline that I can discipline my effect. The moon also symbolizes mm -hmm. sonship because it's a reflection of the Father. That's why yep. Revelation's wisdom says that Jesus will be the moon and the Father the Son. It's it's speaking in a language of mm -hmm. the celestial realm of how you're going to emanate the light of God mm -hmm. like a moon creature. Yeah, you're gonna, moon creature glory. Moon creature ministries. <laughs> totally biblical. Revelation 12.1. Don't let the mm -hmm. Pharisees the lead you astray. reflects the light of the sun. We don't have any light of our own. The moon doesn't All have any light of its own. All religious Christians are asking how you're doing them. Learning how to be a moon creature. Just let him know that. And drop red that letter and don't say anything else. Oh, just God, just we drop got... that message and go. We'll be praying for you, sister. <laughs> they might have asked 20 different people I think you pray. might be inside of some kind of cult. <laughs> I can be a moon creature if I want to. You can't tell me what to do. Just oh, so with the archangels now, with the signs and wonders, let yeah. the angels be sent to help these people overcome the people around them. Oftentimes, we're surrounded by just devils mm -hmm. that are constantly trying to bring you down. Mm -hmm. You're going to need fortitude to overcome even the people mm -hmm. in your lives right now. So have you found a nice church? I that, go to a that bar. That kind of crap. <laughs> that kind of crap every day. Oh, It's garbage. Man. It ain't military. It's not kingdom. It's, it's earthly human Christianity. Churchianity mm -hmm. is not the Christianity of the okay. Bible. Ooh, They'll yeah. say, don't forsake fellowship. Well, you, if you're not fellowship with angels, you're fellowship with demons in church. Uh -huh. What good is that going to do? You need to be members of the church of the firstborn in heaven. I don't see Jesus saying hardly anything good to the seven apostolic mm -hmm. churches of Revelation 2 and 3. Okay. Basically, like, you guys are just lost. Mm -hmm. Your glory stream rebellion is exactly what he's dealing with. Mm -hmm. People that got into charismatic rebellion. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to learn angelic obedience and with all the charisma of God in the celestial realm. That's mm -hmm. where we're at, and that's what we need. Yeah. Who cares what the liars down on earth have yeah. to say? When you're shining like the angels, then you have all the obedience mm -hmm. and the white garments, and you're like Joseph standing on the throne. Mm -hmm. Then they'll come and bow before right. you like Until your brothers then, and sisters. You're going to need, I would highly advise you, to use Jacob's wisdom. How was he? Crafty? Serpent wisdom? How did he speak to Laban and Esau? Esau was his brother, right? But not really. Who are these people serving? If they are serving like Samael. Cain. Mm -hmm. Cain. <laughs> Cain was a brother, but not really. No, he's a son of a devil. He's a son of a devil. So understand, when you're dealing with devils and people around you, yeah, it's going to be nice later on when you're way up, you know, you've ascended, now they can't touch you, but it's critical in that critical surgical moment when you're rising. Some of those are critical moments and you need to deal with them wisely. You don't need to tell people around you who don't want you to rise, who are totally demon-possessed, 
how you're going to be rising or what your plans are. It's much better for you to grow in secret. Use serpent wisdom. Use Jacob's wisdom. The holy wisdom of the serpent of the staff of Moses that swallows the other two snakes. It's nobody's business what God's doing in your life to build you up. So I would encourage you. Snakes only live mm-hmm. inside human beings. That's right. As is written, you shall crush the serpent mm-hmm. underfoot. People say we're praying for people being nice to serpents. These people are so bewitched, they're praying for snakes. Mm-hmm. You need to trample them underfoot, which is yep. Jesus Christ coming and destroying them with the word of his mouth. Zero people, please. You have to crush the serpent nature of human flesh underfoot, which is true agape. Yep. That's why he says smash the grapes. It's like making wine by destroying the human nature. That's true agape, the mm-hmm. opposite of false love. You wonder why they're persecuted, because you're actually destroying the enemies of Christ, which is how you should be praying for people to not tolerate snakes. Kingdom age, then. The kingdom. Malkut. Is that hidden book? Ooh, of that You can always tell a person's righteousness by their hatred towards darkness and demons, which is true love towards the recipients of salvation. If they don't have a righteous indignation, a severity, an intensity about the demonic and about sin and darkness and all this junk, they don't know Christ at all. Because they're interwoven with the darkness and the lukewarmness. That's what's calmed them down to not be aggressive towards darkness and sin and demons. So the more you get separated, that holiness is the wrath of the Lamb towards darkness, sin, and demons, which is true agape, which is destroying that stuff amen and you will destroy it in human flesh what's one of the biggest strongholds in the body of christ we wrestle not with flesh and blood in the greek it says only which means mostly that's what the bible says we fret we wrestle not with flesh and blood only only means like 99 percent that's what the bible says We've turned it into a doctor and saying we don't wrestle with flesh and blood at all, That's which is the exact doctor. opposite of the Word of God. We mostly mm-hmm. wrestle with snakes inside flesh and blood and mm-hmm. a little bit principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. Mm-hmm. But those are in the heavenly places. They don't even pay attention. <laughs> even the ones over cities and regions don't even pay any attention to you until you become a potential threat to them. Until you learn righteousness right. and are mature, solid meat Christian which is almost non-existent on the earth right now. You know the spirit reminded me of here? He said, remember the scene where Captain Marvel comes flying in and then they point all the, mm. from space, and like they point all the shooters. Captain Marvel standards. You just fly right through the spaceship like a ball of fire, yeah, blow the whole thing up. Hashtag goals. Every single one of you has that divine ability. And you, as you rise on sapphire stones, the sapphire stones are the Father's ability being formed in your angel, mm. in the new creature in Christ. If you don't go up sapphire stones, you'll have zero new creature ability, and you're stuck with the old creature flesh ability on the earth. We don't want that for any of you. That's the forfeit of your destiny. You want thick, heavy, heavily armed soldier (laughs) armor. You want a giant helmet, shield, a blazing sword. An army of Captain Marvels. (laughs) Amen. That's the standard here. That's the cosmic Israel of God. In Jesus' name. I pray that vision be burned into your minds and the grace imparted into your bellies, into your spiritual stomachs, for your spirit man to get upgraded. Stand on the moon. And your soul man, all your mind, will, and emotions, and your flesh, your carnal man, be crucified into Christ in you, 
by His glory fire. Colossians 1.27 Let that altar of fire burn up everything you're willing to sacrifice for Him tonight. In your mind, in your will, in your emotions, in your conscience, in your spirit, in all your flesh, in your head, in your environment. Amen. And be raised up into new realms of existence through the grace and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ, the Word of God, imparted into you like the bread of heaven. Food for those that are hungry to grow up in God. We thank you for a people that will learn heavenly ways. My ways are higher than your ways. Not for long. We're going to learn them, Father. We want to learn your heavenly high ways and thoughts and make them our own by transfiguring our nature into your very own, doing your will, thinking your thoughts, and terminating through the Holy Spirit and the blood and the water everything that you disagree, uh, disagree with in heaven and on earth, in both the heavenly realm and the earthly realm. We ask for judgment and justice in dealing with all this stuff. The fastest way to grow is the embracement of judgment. The key for all of us here is to embrace Christ's judgment, the white throne judgment seat of Christ constantly, to strip away and to cut away, to prune away. The Father's a vine dresser, removing from our spirit, soul, mind, and body, and from our world, everything unpleasing to the eyes of God the Father. So all the things tethering us into the earthly just be broken off and we go up like a hot air balloon. Oh yeah, and then as you're getting ready these next coming days, don't look at yourself too much in the mirror. Be mindful of that vanity. <laughs> Repent of it. Only look in the mirror as much as you need to to get ready. And then be on your way and dodge Potiphar's wife. See yourself as a being of light. Your whole soul bright with white Shekinah light. As it's written, they shall walk with me in white. That is the brightness of God's glory through the correct interpretation of the word of God infusing your entire soul with white Shekinah light, God's very nature. Amen. So let those garments change every other garment in you mm -hmm. to walk with Jesus in white. Amen. And walk into your destiny that he's called you specifically to. And when you start walking in your destiny, you're not going to be wanting anybody else's. You're going to love exactly what your father has personally picked out just for you. Amen. Bless your glorified souls. If you'd like to support this ministry, bring the tithes and the offerings into my storehouses that they might overflow for the works of the ministry. It is written, God, I pray that you would help people deal with their disobedience and finances to be cheerful givers into this ministry, not just receivers only, but participators in a financial covenant and the importance of of the sacrificial offering system of the New Testament, the New Covenant, of financial offerings. Let all the uneasiness, all the discomfort, and all of the stuff in them of a religion that says the, the financial offering is not a big deal. I can just steal food every day and never sacrifice anything. Even the widow was giving two copper coins, which was all she had in her house. The Nazarite offering is the word of God this season. It is written, The Nazarite shall offer finances of all according to what he has. Amen. So it's the standard of what you have is what you should give into Red Letter Ministries daily, weekly, or monthly 
according to the leadership of the spirit of revelation and the angels assigned from the great I am to your souls in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.